There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Ben. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Ben, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And my eyes didn't go back in my head this time. Thank you very much. I know, I was very proud of you. I know, I was... I did it intentionally. It took you like concentrated extra, extra hard. It, it took extra effort to stare into the black soul of that microphone. Yeah, I stare more at the like sound thing behind it. It's like little pyramids. Anyway, today we're talking about Angel After the Fall, Volume 4. Yep. Today we are wrapping up After the Fall, and at least so far, the rest of the stuff we're going to cover, this is the best it gets. It's a really good one. So strap yourselves in. And off we go. For emotion. I had emotion. I did too. I had a swell of emotion. I probably had less emotion than you did. So we cut back right after the last issue left off. So Spike got thrown off the roof and he's pretty much like, life is falling apart. But he has a line here that's going to come back. So he's lying in a dumpster. He just says, so, come to this. And he starts kind of mocking Angel by himself. He's like, Sure, leave all of your sexy ladies. Come with me on this adventure that gets me zapped with lightning. And without sexy ladies, I'm just with a teenage boy. That sure is fun. But he's with a dragon, and I like the dragon. That's true. That's much more epic than bikini ladies. Yeah, it is. Combine the two together. Dragons and bikinis? Oh my god. Well, no. I don't want a dragon in a bikini. That would be, <laughs> that would be the best. Look, we already have a dragon mashup later in this book. Thankfully, not dragons and bikinis. Uh, now I wish that it were that. <laughs> Instead. Spike goes and he wants to fight his way back up to Angel and Connor and Gun. And Spike opens up a door and is ambushed by the three slayers that Gun has been killing in a time loop. And they say that he's wearing pleather, which I thought was a fun fact. Do we think that Spike is actually wearing pleather? discussion he got it from that italian lady in the third to last episode so probably not pleather if it came from italy probably not and then we cut back to angel and cordelia oh this sure would be a nice page if they weren't just recycling art from the last issue and it's really lazy did they oh yeah this is the same art of cordelia holding angel and then panels that i complimented last time for page composition for being slightly off kilter you kind of saw this descent of them at an angle. They've just put the panels back in regular and just recycled the art four separate times, but just zoomed in at different amounts with some oh. digital trickery. That made me sad because I kind of liked this page up until now. It's entirely recycled. Everything is falling apart. And... Wolfram and Hart is sending in all of their forces. And speaking of dragons and bikinis... They're dragon-airplane combos? They are dragons mashed up with fighter jets. Yeah. They can drop bombs. Odd. They can shoot missiles. But they're also dragons. They have jet propulsion. It's amazing. I love this art. I think it's super weird. I wish they were in bikinis. There's also just giant tentacles everywhere from these giant octopi that nobody's talking about. Yeah, whatever. It's hell. Well, that happens, I guess. And unfortunately, up on the roof where Gwen and Connor are, Cordelia, the dragon Cordelia and not the powers that be ghost Cordelia, is killed by the jet bikini dragons. I was really upset about this. I really don't like it when any of the animals die in anything, so the dragon was no different. Gwen tells Connor to leave and she sacrifices herself 
by exploding with electricity, taking out Wolfram and Hart's entire jet dragon army. What a combination, though. Angel's talking to Cordy, and he's spilling his heart out as one does. And then we see Spike get staked, and he's definitely dead forever. Definitely dead forever in the middle of this issue. Yep, unceremoniously and never mentioned. It's like we're reading Game of Thrones. Gunn decides that, you know what? I'm all done with this. It's time for Angel to die. So Wesley jumps in front of the crossbow, which is utterly useless being incorporeal. Right. Because Angel wants to die because of the Shanshu prophecy, so he doesn't ruin the world. So Baby Angel showed up. (laughs) Because Nanners called him Baby Angel? Yes, Nanners called him Baby Angel. (laughs) Oh, we have terrible nicknames. They're all this book's fault. They are. We didn't come up with any of them, which is shocking. So Connor shows up. He wants to save Angel, and him and Gunn have it out. Gunn's like, yeah, I made Gwen pretend to love you, and... I moved you around like a chess piece. And Connor's like, I'm so angry at you. Basically. And so they fight. Um, that's not that's true. What they do. Gun's like, I don't care about your feelings anyway. Like, who are you, kid? Who, who are you? Who are you? Who, who is this kid? What's he gonna do? He's not throwing away his shot. No, he kicks Gun out of Quite the window. Literally, he does not throw away his shot. <laughs> he says, I'm Angel's son. Um, he says it a little more epically than that. But... I wish he would have said, I'm Angel's baby. <laughs> I would have loved that. Might have actually turned my opinion towards him. After Connor kicks Gun out the window, he asks Wes what's going on. And Wes says, you know, Angel just found out that he's destined to fight on the side of evil and it might be best to let him die. And unlike you, I enjoy the hell out of Connor because he just looks at the Angel who has been stabbed and he's paralyzed. He just goes, what? Screw that. Yes, because Connor's like, I don't really care what that vision said. Well, what he does Basically, is... we can only control this exact moment. So let's control this moment. Yeah, he summarizes a speech that Angel gave multiple times throughout the show to multiple characters, including Kate and Angel's Connor. It's basically Angel's life motto. It doesn't matter what you were. It doesn't matter what people think you're going to be. It's not all building to something. So we should stop living like it is. All that counts is what you do now. So if you die, I'm going to keep fighting. But I'd really like to have my dad on my side. And then this was sad. Cordelia starts to fade quite literally on the page. Yeah, and she knows and she smiles. She can't help it. She knows who Angel is. Yeah. And she she even finishes the sentence. As of right now, that's the last time we see Cordelia. And if you're listening to this and you've read ahead in the IDW stuff, you go, No, it's not. I don't count that as canon. And we will get to that next episode. As far as what I consider, this is the last time we see Cordelia. I like that they faded her word bubbles as well as her physical appearance on the page. Yeah, she just fades away, which is so fitting. Yeah, and what you see is her smile. She wants Angel to move forward. She knows that he has to. Mm-hmm. So Wes goes over to Connor. He's like, he can't fight. And Connor's like, sure he can. He's only paralyzed. It's fine. And who shows up? Spike does. The pleather-wearing Spike. With the three slayers in tow. Also, shockingly, he's not dead. Oh, yeah. He's not dust anymore. We cut to Gun with the lovely line that's been repeated. So, come to this. <laughs> After also being thrown from a building. And Gun breaks down. He's tired of being screwed over. He's tired of the powers messing with him. He's tired of Wolfram and Hart messing with him. He thinks he's there to save everyone, but he can't. And Illyria shows up. 
And he greets her the same way that he greeted Wesley the last when he met Wes for the first time. Just goes, Fred. But this time she goes, No. Are we expected to fight? And Gunn continues to cry. And Illyria just doesn't have the same empathy for him that the human characters did. So she turns into Fred, pretending to be her. And Gunn just goes like 180 degrees and goes from crying to this kind of stone conviction and shoots Fred with a crossbow. Mm -hmm. So this issue ends with Fred being shot through the side, it looks like. More the chest, but it doesn't really matter because this is Illyria, so ooh, an arrow. Yeah, except Illyria doesn't normally bleed like this. I think it's all just part of her projection. Glamour, yeah. as it were. So we continue the next issue with the Grusalug riding his Pegasus, carrying a flaming sword. And I'm going to say this up front, the Grusalug is the best. The Grusalug is pretty entertaining. I wish the Grusalug had I his love, own series. I love his voice in this. It's definitely pretty fantastic. But the Grusalug is the best. Beware, demonic jetliner, you have chosen to play chicken with the Grusalug. You have chosen to play chicken with oblivion itself, metaphorically. And then he kills one of the dragon fighter planes. (laughs) I do so hope the warriors formerly known as Spike's harem are watching. A keen mind could walk away with two lessons. One, a flaming sword and courage are all that is needed to win the day. And two, a word-a-day calendar does have its uses. Even in Hades, metaphorically, was May 19th. I love Mordaday calendars. And I love the Grusalug. So there you go. So he sees, I think as Spike refers to it, like Hotel de Chuck, or as we can call it, Hotel de Nanners. <laughs> it just goes, it is converging there. Hi ho, Cordelia, my winged steed, away. I like that you just said winged instead of winged. I think the Grusalug would say winged. I feel like he would too. Good for him. I am... I'm an actor. Oh, sorry. I'm not. Uh, you almost were. I am a failed auditioner. You a failed child auditioner. You were not really a failed auditioner because they didn't ever have your parts go through. So I'm a failed auditioner. Well, the... Multi-time failed auditioner. But you made it through the first round of auditions. Usually made it to the last round. How many rounds were there? A couple. And then I failed multiple times. Weird. You were almost a child star, and then almost a teenage star. I couldn't have dealt with the fame. No. No, you couldn't have. So, Spike, Connor, and Wes bring Angel down to the basement where the time loop is happening, because Spike assumes that this can heal Angel. It's also revealed that Angel is human, and Spike has a mini freakout. As one would. I would, too. It's like, Angel's fat now, because he's human. Fatty. It is an odd reaction, and yet totally in character and then he belittles cigars for some reason well it's because they smell bad but gun carries the and i'm gonna throw this in air quotes wounded illyria off illyria keeps time slipping with gun with nanners with nanners and gun is like good good the plan will still work so he has some nefarious plans So they go down to the basement where the time loops are happening, but it turns out they're too late because the time loop happens in a five-minute increment and Angel was stabbed oh so brutally more than five minutes ago. It was like three issues. 
Yeah, so we're stuck basically with dying Angel. And the series ends. And Angel the series dies. Ends forever. <laughs> and they stay in hell, and there are no more episodes of this show. Good night, everybody. Yep. Oh, wait. Wolfram and Heartbreaks literally in through the wall. They do bust through the wall. And they're like, Angel cannot die. Angel will not die. So they gather up Angel and bring him to where Gunn has brought Fred slash Illyria. Because we found out that Gunn's magic plan this whole time has been to build this thing brought to him in the visions. It's like a chamber with all sorts of dead bodies. It's what we saw very early in this run after he pulled that stone out of Kerp. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I that's closer than I would do, so And this is what he was building very, very early on in the series. The original lore that had Beta George. Yep. And this was apparently built to pull Illyria into her truest form. Or at least that's why Gunn built it. That's why he thinks it's there. Right. But Wolfram and Hart pulls Fred away from it, pulls Gunn away from it, and Sticks Angel on it. So Wesley goes up to Illyria, who's still pretending to be Fred, and she just says she tried. And she can't ever truly be Fred. I can feel Fred's memories, but I'm not Fred. There's no part of Fred in me. But I want to be her. I want to feel what she felt. And I I don't know what to do. And then she says something very important while still in Fred voice. Charles tried to bring out my original form. Charles thought that would make it right. His methods were insane. His reasoning wasn't. And her eyes, like, snap open. And Fred, Illyria's out. She goes full-blown primordial demon god. Yeah, which is kind of like a squid. We've only seen Illyria before in a one-page... Like an armored squid. Like, yeah, we've seen her only in a single page out of a book that Wes had. And this is our first time actually seeing Illyria. And Illyria's not happy. Angel's been thrown up on this table, and he's partially healed. Some of his bones are back. At least his spine and arm, so, you know, the important things. Yeah, and then Illyria kind of breaks everything apart, so he's all done being healed for now. A ten-story building that is Illyria pops up. And she just starts killing everything, basically. Mostly the Wolfram and Heart demons. Because what she's doing is she's trying to search through time to find when it all ends, and she's going to time slip everybody there to end the world and gun just kind of goes that'll work luckily they find this out because hey beta george is back and he can he survived speak to yeah thankfully beta george survived the hotel de nanners being raised yes oh good use of the word raised ba-boom well done we're into the the third part here and I've been reading comics for over 20 years now. This might be my single favorite issue. Aww. This one knocks it out of the park. So before we kind of get into it, I just kind of want to at least touch on why it works so well for me. Every single issue has a very specific parameter. Depending on when it's released, you might have 20 pages, you might have 22 pages, but you have to work within that area. You also have to deal with when the page turn happens, when do ads happen. And it all has to work, and usually people have to work around those limitations. This is the kind of book that doesn't waste any space with the dialogue, with the art. The pacing is amazing, the build is great, and there's 
massive emotional beats all throughout this issue. This issue is... Nanners. <laughs> it is Nanners. It is next to, if not, a perfect comic. It doesn't work by itself just because it's part of a series. But we also have an artist change on this issue. We go back to the original series artist Franco Uru, which feels very appropriate. Yeah, get the original team all back together. And it mirrors issue one, and we see Angel's internal monologue, and it just says, it all ends with a girl, compared to it started with a girl. And we see that Illyria is trying to find her moment to destroy the world. Grusalug and all of Spike's ladies are attacking Illyria. Wolfram and Hart is trying to attack Illyria with all their jet jaguars. Going back to Godzilla. There's a gi- there's so many giant monsters. I can go with at least a big old kaiju reference. Okay. And the Grooselug especially attacks very directly. And he goes next to Illyria's mouth and just goes, Oh, this looks insurmountable. This death is hardly glorious enough. Which is sad because then... And the Grooselug dies and he drops his flaming sword. We just see his hand in the corner. And everyone's looking up, and you can see characters that we haven't seen in a little bit. You can see... Lorne is there. Lorne is just looking up. He doesn't know what to do. We see Nina trying to carry people away. We see the world ending. But Angel's trying to work his way towards Illyria, and all of Gunn's lackeys say that they can't touch Angel, so Angel just punches his way through them. Mm-hmm. And the Slayers attack. They do what they do best. They slay. True. That is what they do best. But for licensing reasons, I'm sure, Angel does throw, or maybe not. It might just be trying to be subtle. Yeah. So in Angel's inner monologue, he goes, She's trained them well. They can handle the lackeys. Leaving me free to go kill what's left of one friend before killing what's left of another. Meaning Illyria and Gun. Mm-hmm. And then Illyria time slips him into the future Shanshu prophecy. Where he's supposedly killed everyone. Which seems very ambitious. It does. It seems very difficult. But he pops out of it and just yells, Illyria! And Wesley's like, yeah, uh, still there. but We're all still right here. Thanks for yelling our names. Connor! Spike! (laughs) Not helpful. So the gang's all back together and they're like, we have to stop Illyria because she's going to end the world. She has the power. She's going to do it. So Angel goes to Connor. He's like, are you all right? He's like, I'm good. And Spike off to the side. He's like, yep, I'm fine too. Thanks for asking, you dickhead. Except for that last bit. But Angel questions Spike's resolve. And Spike basically says, look, Fred's gone. I have tried my best to protect Illyria, to protect the memory of Fred. But she killed all of those people. So much of Los Angeles is gone because of this monster that has now risen above everything. And he just reminds himself that Illyria is not Fred. That there was never any bit of Fred in her. And that as much as he tried to find it, she wasn't there. So Angel rounds up the gang. So Angel goes to Connor, says, I'll take the lead. We're going to have backup in the form of whatever's left of Wolfram and Hart's army. And they're not going to let anything happen to me. Killing's out of the question. Not a question of morals, just being realistic. Hack at what you can. Tentacles, mouth, whatever the hell passes for eyes. Is the dragon anywhere nearby because we could? He's dead. He, uh, he died saving me. You would have been proud. Okay, then. 
We do this without the dragon. Same plan. Let's go. Cue the music. And they're all lined up, just like it's the <laughs> opening credits. Opening credits of uh, and you any episode it. of Angel. And everyone is just walking in this epic line. You see the jet dragons flying above them. Fires behind everyone. This is the end of the world, and they're there's blood on everybody. Making their last stand, and it is so f-ing epic. I have no words. It is. It's very epic. And gun and nanners. <laughs> Damn it, nanners! <laughs> just so he's like, I'm gonna ruin everything for you. That is what nanners does. And basically, <laughs> he's picked up the Grusalug's flaming sword whirls around and stabs Connor with it. And Angel's world is rocked. Like a hurricane. Is that a song? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Really? So Angel sees Connor who's been stabbed and he lays out gun just to get to his son. And he says something that I I quite like and he was like, you could have beat me when you were human gun. You just needed to be angry enough. Yeah, Angel messes Gun up, punches him in the face, cuts him across the gut with an axe, hits him some more, and yeah. Gun's just at his feet, and he says, do it. And that's when Angel realizes that Wolfram Hart could use him. He could be angry enough to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. That Angel, especially as a vampire, could summon the strength to be evil, even with a soul, yeah. and be angry enough to do it, and he decides not to kill Gun. That he can't go out like this, even though Connor's dying. So he makes a change of plans, using Beta George. Who has a touching moment with Spike. (sighs) I love it. How, yeah, Angel's just like, who's the fish? And Spike's like, "Uh, we've been besties for a while just because you weren't around doesn't mean it didn't happen. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. I was going to go with a trademark phrase, but I try to keep the show PG. One would hardly know it. He says, let's move on. There we go. (laughs) And so the new plan is that they're going to use Beta George, who's been connected with Illyria's mind for a while now, to flood Illyria's mind with memories of Fred and good memories of Fred, memories of Fred from Wes and memories of Fred from Spike and just... I love the angels, like, the two of them loved her the most, use them, like... Angel's memories aren't even put in there. No. He doesn't want to, like, I assume it just Nor wasn't. guns. Well, guns is... a vampire. Guns evil and bleeding yeah, out. Yeah, but they had their moments. They did have their moments, but Angel picks the two people that were closest to Fred and floods Illyria's memories. And Illyria just starts yelling, stop. And obviously, Beta and, George does not stop. And Illyria, who was trying to emulate Fred, who was trying to cope with Wesley's death and deal with it, in a way she's never experienced, pauses. And she realizes that what she's been doing all along, in an effort to do what Fred would have done, to make the pain stop by just making everything stop, that she's done exactly the opposite of what Fred would ever do. And the jet dragons, who have missile capabilities, yep, shoot her down. Mm-hmm. But it's Illyria, so like she's not really dead, just kind of out of commission for a little while. So once this is done, Angel runs over to Connor, who's bleeding out on the ground. And so Connor says, you did it. With limited bloodshed. Go team dad. I need you to promise me something. 
And you gotta do it because it's like a last request. No matter what happens, Angel, don't let them win. You're a good man. Vampire or not, you're a good man. And Connor dies. Yep. Connor in this is whatever. Connor's fine in this. Easy does it. Connor's fine in this. But Connor, especially in the TV show, I have so many issues with that I'm not going to forgive him easily. Was it the whining? It was literally everything that he ever did. Was it the trying to kill Angel like every episode? It was his very existence and his greasy hair. (laughs) Was it the sleeping with Cordelia? Because that was preordained. Uh, That was also terrible. Yes, that was part of it. Oedipus. So we go back to Angel's internal monologue and he remembers holding Connor as a baby when he was born in an alley behind Caritas. And now he's holding him in the same way, but dead behind a hotel, I guess, or someplace. I don't know. Middle of Los Angeles. Yeah, but it's not good either way. And basically, he's like, my life is over. Everything is over. And he freaks the hell out, and he starts stabbing all of Wolfram and Hart's demons and cutting them all down. And they're like, yeah, if you want to, I guess, you know, We'll just make new minions. It's okay. You are expensive to keep here, so do what you want, I guess. Go back to the Hyperion eventually. If you want to stab some people, go stab them. It's fine. But basically... Wolfram and Hart has a very vested interest in keeping Angel alive and well. And Angel realizes this because through his fog of grief, he's still thinking, I guess. And he strikes up a plan with Wes. Spike cannot figure out what's going on. Spike's a little slow in the uptake because even I figured out this one. Angel says, if it works or if it doesn't, you're... Being your friend and fighting by your side has been an honor. Now go. Thank you, Rogue Demon Hunter. Aww. Which is what Wes introduced. Do you remember dorky Wes? I do. Yeah, when Wes showed up on the his first episode of Angel, he was trying to be all tough and like riding on a motorcycle in a leather jacket being like, I'm a rogue demon hunter. Which, just so we're clear, is exactly your <laughs> idea of tough. So Angel tells Spike to hold the line, get the Slayers, get everyone. Don't let Wolfram and Hart's army get to Angel. And he goes over to Gunn. He says, get up, nanners. Minus the nanners. And they have a big fight. Angel provokes him into a fight, basically. And Angel is just punching the hell out of Gun, Cutting him with a sword a little bit, too. He's like, I need Gun for my plan, but also I'm kind of mad. So Angel, while stabbing and punching Gun, All hope is lost. Is that it? All signs point to you being a failure, so you're packing it in? You were lied to. Your world ended. You're beaten and you're tired and your future is hopeless. That's when you stand up. That's when you fight back. Rise up, Charles. Rise up. If you're living on your knees, you rise up. But what's weird is he says rise up, Charles, and stabs him in a downward motion. Well, whatever. He just wants to get his point across. (laughs) He's like, rise up. I put you down. (laughs) Rise up against the sword. And Gunn figures it out. And as you may remember from a few episodes ago... Gunn had said, two seconds after Angel figures it out, Angel dies, which is exactly what happens here. Angel drops his sword, closes his eyes. And Gunn chops off his head with a flaming sword. It's pretty great, actually. It's a really good looking page if you enjoy seeing Angel's head (laughs) removed from his body. Although there's like a flaming boa around his head, it looks like, so you don't really see the cut. You can't see it, but it's definitely what happened. I appreciate the flaming boa. 
it's wearing a boa. It does not look like a flaming boa. God, that takes away the impact. Is that of what you're going to see every time you look at this now? I sincerely hope so. And Wolfram at Heart just starts yelling at Gun, you ruined it. And Wes explains it to Spike. He's like, Angel ended this timeline. If they want to continue to have him be their golden boy, they have to go back to the last time he was whole. And, and that was in the alley. The last time he was whole before was before Los Angeles got sent to hell. Angel knows they're going to go back to where everything started. And he knows going back to that place is going back there without Wesley. And Wesley goes to Spike in reference to Illyria. I'd tell you to keep an eye on our mutual friend. Make sure she stays on the straight and narrow. But I have a hunch you will. We both will, in a matter of speaking, whether she likes it or not. And that's the end of Wesley. And he disappears. Since this book has ended, he has never come back. That is the end of Wes's story. And you know, it feels... He comes up with a plan to beat down Wolfram and Hart and... Not terrible. I'm okay with that. Yeah. He got to say goodbye to Illyria the last time we said goodbye to him. And this time he gets to take down Wolfram and Hart. And he does it with Angel. And he gets to send Illyria off on her path. Mm-hmm. And Spike is back in the rain-soaked alley. And I have to give them some credit for some very well-placed continuity. The le- In First Night, when we saw Spike transported from the alley to hell, he had a little dabby thing through this his arm. This is not little. It's also a giant knife. He had a giant knife through his forearm, and it's done in the same way that it was in the First Night story, so it times up very well. And that's coming from the most picky continuity person I've ever met. An angel shirt is the original color again. Yay! I know I mentioned before that it changed. We're back, baby. We're back in black. That's a song. Yes, it is. See? I learned things. That's ACDC. Well, there you go. And so Illyria's back, and Spike is back, and the biggest thing is that Angel is back as a vampire, and they all remember everything. And they kick a hell of a lot of ass. And the first thing that Angel does is that he goes and he saves Gun because he remembers this time, and he can smell Gun. And he finds him, and he saves him. And the dragon breaks free of his spell and helps them all out. And Angel it, rides a dragon to the hospital. Well, I find that charming. Such a weird thing to find charming. But Gun is bleeding out. He's like, let me die. And Angel's like, nope, won't do that. So he takes him and... He says a much better line. He's like, not that easy, Charles. Uh, basically, he said, nope, won't do that. So he <laughs> took him on the dragon to the hospital. But everybody in the hospital also remembers being sent to house. They're like, you're Angel. You're Angel. You're Angel. Well, they're not just like that. They're like, did it have something to do with demons? We bet it was a demon thing. They all seem to have gone away now. He's like, yeah. um, There might have been a sword or two that stabbed him. Actually, he says, it was a wild animal. Might be some tetanus there. But who else shows up? Connor. Baby Angel. Greasy hair. He's fine now. He's had his hair is shorter. He has recently bathed it. No, he has not. But it is shorter. And Angel sees Connor and he bursts into tears and just hugs his son. And Connor asks him if it's a happy ending and Angel just says, I'm not sure. I've never had one before. And then whoops a daisy. It turns out Angel, after saving all of hell, is a celebrity in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, he reacts exactly like how you'd react. And I find that hilarious. He's irritable and grumpy about it. <laughs> like I, He's like, I don't want this. Uh, all I want is a five-star rating on my iTunes show. God. 
Wow. <laughs> what a plug. And that kind of ends after the fall. We have an epilogue book. And I do kind of want to take a quick pause here and go back in time. Gonna go back in time. Anyway. But this is a kind of an interesting personal anecdote from me. Ooh. I'm going to take you back to 2009. The few weeks before this issue hit stands. Some of us didn't live on the continent. Some of us lived in New Jersey. Some of us were lucky. Definitely me. I would pick New Jersey over France. I would pick France over New Jersey. I think with like 87% of the population of the whole world. Probably, but I got some Jersey love. You do. So So, back to 2009. So I'm off in Jersey and I go to New York Comic Con before they switched months on it. So it's a different time of the year now. Got to do some neat things there. Got to sit front row in a panel for Joss Whedon's new show that was sure to be a success, Dollhouse. We were just watching Dollhouse. How apropos. It was not a success. It involved faith. And one of the other things I got to do is I went to the IDW panel. And I don't remember who they had there, but Brian Lynch was up there. And one of the funny things that happened is Franco Uru was in the audience, and I guess the two of these guys had never met face-to-face. So he was like, oh, there's Franco. Like, never talked to him. It's just this guy who was sitting, like, literally directly in front of me. Because you were a VIP. I was not, I was just a guy at a panel. Many people have been to panels. Yes, but you had the VIP pass, so you got in early. Uh, not for that panel. Oh. I think it was a gold pass, mind you, but... I'm so sorry. Ruin yeah. that story. But the panel happens, and it's fine. I don't remember the specifics of it. But at the end of it, they went, oh, hey, if you guys want, we have a bunch of IDW books that aren't out yet. If you want to come and read them. And they listed off a bunch of them as like in the last issue of Angel After the Fall. I bet you beelined your way up there. Um, Did you push anybody? I beelined it like an A-lister. So let's hope you didn't actually physically push anybody. <laughs> Just Franco. <laughs> Move. You already saw it. <laughs> no, but I went up and I read the issue. And I didn't just, like, look at it. Like, I read it, like, cover to cover. Got to be the first person to read this issue outside of IDW, which is exciting. For me, and only Aren't me. Aren't you famous? Just like Angel. Not even a little. But Brian Lynch came up to me because, you know, the guy who, like, did a quick power walk up to the table to read this issue <laughs> had probably read the rest of them. A quick power walk makes me imagine <laughs> you doing, like, jazzercise on your way up there. So then I jazzercise my way up there. But he comes up, he's like, hey, you know, what'd you think of the issue? What'd you think of the story? I got kind of some negative feedback about the end of it because people thought that the whole time didn't happen thing was a bit of a cop-out. I didn't think it was a cop-out. And what I said then, I stand by when, like, no, like, I don't... The timeline doesn't matter. What matters is the characters had a starting place and they had an ending point and literally every character in the story grew and changed throughout it, which doesn't always happen in comics, like, Forget the timeline. The characters all had an arc. And everyone is in a different place than when they started. And that's all that matters. And I stand by that. And I said the knockout part of this book that we're about to talk about was Illyria. And we will get there because damn if it still isn't good. And so we do the epilogue. Actually, I'd done a couple of reviews for his books. He's like, oh yeah, I've read those. I'm like, no shit. Really? This was years ago. You are minorly famous. I didn't get paid for those reviews. Well, that's okay. I prefer when I get paid for writing. Me too. So we cut to one month later, and Angel is trying to figure out what happened. 
to Wolfram and Hart, and it turns out that they apparently never existed. According to everyone in Los Angeles, the office is gone. There's no record of them ever being there. Cordelia the dragon is back, as yep. a fun fact. But Angel feels like he has to give up Cordelia because Cordelia is a little high profile. I would personally keep the dragon, but that's just me. So he gives Cordelia to Grusalug, who has already named his Pegasus Cordelia. So Grusalug, in the awkward Grusalug way he is, he's just like, Grusalug has two Cordies. I love the Grusalug. I know. I wish the Grusalug had more screen time of the show, more page time on the books. Yeah, he's pretty fun. But we kind of uh, see some different things that are happening in Los Angeles since everyone returned. We see Jim propose to Pam. His name is Jeremy. Jerry. Jeremy? Am I not right? You're right, but Spike called him Jerry. Okay. We see that Gwen is back with Nathan Fillion and she doesn't want to be touched. See that all of the lords are back and pissed at the loan shark and kill him right and proper. Oh, yeah. Gross. He's also a literal loan shark, so not great. And... And Angel is at a library dedication where, as a celebrity, he gets the opportunity to name a wing. And he names it the Burkle Wyndham Price Wing. Which I found touching. I love libraries. And I just, I was so charmed by that. Libraries give out comics for free. So protest your local library. But not for the novels that you can't (laughs) buy at your local comic book shop. And Angel touches the wall and just says, Good night, Fred. Good night, Wes. My ghost is gone. It was the price we paid for returning things to normal. Wouldn't be surprised if that was exactly what Wolfram and Hart had in mind. So even if we won, it feels like a defeat. I miss them. Every day I miss them. Every time I think of them, I hope for the same thing. Let them be together. Wherever they are, they've earned it. They deserve it. And then the doubt sets in. They can't be together. It defies logic. It would go against what we were told. But then, warm breeze each and every time. She hates it when I'm pessimistic. This was what actually got me. I love it. It's very touching. I felt that lump in my throat, and I was... that That's the moment that got me in this whole shebang. Every time we'd read one of these books, you were like, did you cry on this one? Did you cry on this one? And then while I didn't cry on this one, it was the closest I was going to get. You cry at, like, every book. Sometimes I cry at commercials. Have you ever seen that? I call you on the phone and you're just like in tears. Like, what happened? You're like, I read a book about an old man. Oh my gosh, he was a curmudgeon. If you haven't read (laughs) A Man Called Ove, please do. (laughs) It's the best. We're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about it after the fall. So we go over to Spike, who is fighting Kerpf, the demon who gun killed and had kidnapped Beta George. He's like in Jello. He's like the blue jello skeleton demon. But Spike stabs him, gathers him up, tosses him in the trunk of his car, and brings him to Angel, where Kerp, I hate saying that name, Yeah. says that all the lords are pissed because Angel got them to commit ritualistic suicide unintentionally. But that they aren't going to go after Angel because Angel's too strong. So instead they're going to go after the people whom Angel loves, who are still weaker than Angel, a.k.a. Gun. Because Nanners has been in a coma ever since they came back. He's lost an eye. He's in tons of bandages. He's just been in a hospital bed. Yeah. I'm moving. If you're going to off a guy, kill the guy who is in a coma. He's an easy kill. 
But luckily they moved him to where Lorne is in Silver Lake so that Lorne could keep an eye on him. Because Silver Lake has a new sign. We even stayed pleasant in hell. Yep. So Spike and Angel make their way out to Silver Lake with Beta George in the back seat. And we find out from Beta George's telepathic communications that they've actually started to think very fond thoughts of one another. I find it charming. And Spike basically says, you know, Shanshu's probably a bunch of crap. Otherwise, why would they put the rest of us through all this hell? They were trying to manipulate all of us. It's not just about you. It could still be about me. And they both say thank you to one another. Aww. In their brains. And Beta George ruins the moment. He doesn't ruin the moment. He makes it precious. So... Spike and Angel show up at the hospital where Gun's being kept, and Burge is there. And you might remember him from Angel killing his son in issue one. Mm-hmm. Angel has a thing with sons. He's like, your kid wants to hang out with you. Get out of here. This will not end well. Right. Go toss the old pigskin around with your demon spawn. What's a pigskin? What ball is that referring to? I know. Do you? That's actually a Calvin and Hobbes strip. There we go. That's why you know. Probably, actually. Where they threw a legit... <laughs> yeah. It was a pig's bladder, by the way. Gross, really? Yes, of course it is. What else is going to be like of that shape and size? It's skin. It's a bladder. Bladder isn't skin. Yes, it is. Okay. It's an organ. <laughs> so, that's what it is. I can't help you there. And we see the return of Illyria, and she's like, Nobody kills Charles Gunn. He was important to her. He was important to everyone around her. Though if he awakes, I may challenge him to armed combat for striking me down in hell, at which point he will surely fall. Until then, you let him rest and rebuild his strength. Heed my words. The last lord who ventured into Silver Lake did not. And there's a head on a stick. On a pike. Okay. Not a spike, a pike. Where do you think she found it? Um, attacking gun and then she ripped it off. All right, well. And got real stabby. Yep. Getting stabby with it. Na 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 na. Nanners? Na 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 na. Nanners. And so we find out that Illyria has become Gun's self-proclaimed protector. At which point everybody's like, sounds good. We could probably leave him uh, alone. We should, we should go throw the old pigskin around. So Angel, who has been concerned about seeing Gun, he's been kind of avoiding him. What with the whole impaling his son with a flaming sword thing? Yeah, not in the best terms. <clears throat> decides to man up, and we also find that Lauren is also watching over Gun. Oh, that's sweet. I love Lauren. I love what Angel says here. It wasn't you. I just like that little bit. And walking away with an inner monologue, he's left a card for Gun that Lauren picks up, and he smiles. And we see Angel thinking to himself, if he wakes up and he's hurting, I can help him make things right. Like I said, I've been there. I know my way around atonement. It's what I do. And we cut to our last page of the story. I say that so often, and we cut to my transitional phrase. Is it really? 100%, yes. Take a drink every time I say that. Don't actually do that. If you take a drink every time either I or Emily say like... You'll die, so don't do that. Mm-mm. We have our last page, and it's a splash. We have Angel walking away, mirroring the very first episode right before the credits roll for the first time after he saved a girl. It goes, my name is Angel. I've done very bad things. I've been told I'm destined to do worse, but 
but for now, I'm here to help. Thus ends Angel After the Fall. It's been fun. If you want to stop here, that's fine. If you want to treat this as the finale, it works. This is great. I love this book. I love the After the Fall arc. I love the way it ends. I love everything about it. And things will never be this good again. The current season of Buffy is really good, but we'll see how that goes. But it's been really very fun to read these ones, especially as we started with kind of some rocky issues of various things. This was a nice one to get us back into the world that we left, because we left on a high note. And I've complained about it before, and I'll probably complain about it again, in fact, and I, I know I will. But even though this ups what the television budget could ever possibly be, it's still so character-focused, I don't mind the increased stakes and the increased scale. Are you talking about the dragon airplanes? Dragon airplanes, yeah, you couldn't have that on the show. Or if you did, they would look awful. They would look awful. Damn early 2000s CG. You let me down so often. But they got the characters' voices right. They got the characters' actions right. It's And we got to say... It's well worth a read. Reintroduced uh, characters we said goodbye to years before and ones that got to go with more of a planned goodbye because so the rumor goes is that Angel was canceled because Joss was pushing for early renewal and the WB just wasn't a big fan of that and that it may have been renewed otherwise it's you know you can never tell i could i remember the campaign at the time of like the save our show campaign which got crazy numbers but wb still didn't do it even the show that took its place had like a 73 percent drop in viewership i have so much useless information in my brain you really do was it 73 or 78 i'm not gonna double check it was high high number <laughs> quite frankly these books are so good i kind of don't mind the show ending when it does because i love this story it continues well, and it continues right, and it's well worth a read. We'll be back next time to talk more of the IDW Angel series, kind of post-After the Fall. It's certainly a very different vibe, but that's fine. I, what I, one of the things I really like about the story is they don't waste a lot of time with the issues, and they also don't make it too bloated. They tell the story they need to tell, and they get out. What more can you ask? The show to get renewed. <laughs> All of these years later. Angel, with everybody looking so much older. Yep. Yes, with the unaging vampires still looking the same as they did in 2004 or 97. They don't. They don't still, anymore. Still healthy dudes. Yeah, they still look good, but... <laughs> Weird side note. Uh, we'll be back next week to tell you about the time Angel had a movie made about him. Fun. We'll see you then. Oh, and Drew Settle is back. I love Drew.